Tom Bernard Show with Tevin Pittman. <laughs> Andy Rappernard. And Mike Felina. What are we in Israel uh, now? He's going upside <laughs> down. What does uh, he got cooking? Uh, we'll be right back. Third hour. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive is a Minnesota family-owned business that started in the 50s. It's grown by leaps and bounds, especially in the past few years, and they now have 23 dealerships spread across two states. The Walzer way includes upfront, no-haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three-day return and 30-day exchange policy. I'm a customer, my family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzer way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota, go to Walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. The Archies. Yep. No, we were talking about sugar in the last hour of Alex, and I always think of uh, Homer singing this because he's dreaming of sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Homer dreaming of sugar. You know, it's interesting. I read a news article today about The Simpsons. They were talking about all these TV shows that got canceled and all that. And they were talking about The the Simpsons. If you're under the age of 50 and you watch The Simpsons, you're on your own. It's like... Really? Nobody your age watches The Simpsons? People think it's really cool to hate everything that's older than 15 years old. Oh, really? Yeah. For some reason, that's like just the coolest thing in the world for this generation is to hate anything that's not very new. The longest standing television show in the history of television, and it's still funny as hell. But uh, The longest standing, like, scripted, non- Cable something something, yeah. Because uh, the uh, what is it? It's isn't the guiding light that's been on for like three thousand years. Yeah, it's been on about three thousand years. That's true. That's a much good point. Uh, let's see. It started in nineteen 
25 as a radio program. Wow. And then it got on TV. It's had 57 TV seasons. I really wish that so, somebody we had somebody recorded saying that show will never work. Right. It'll never get off the ground. I give it a month. And now 93 years later, it's still on television and the radio. Oh wait, it was canceled in 2009. Oh, finally it, was canceled. It did make 57 seasons, so you know it had a pretty good run. 57. Well, nobody watches that. There aren't. Are there any soap operas left at all? They're not very popular anymore. No, they're not anymore. I don't. I can't really. Uh, what, what was the one that Ashley was on? Um, the Young and the Restless. Young and the Restless. We were running to Susan Lucci all the time. Young and she the used Restless. To be one of our neighbors is still on. It is, and that's been on since 1973. So that's really? had 11,000 episodes. 11,000 episodes. Imagine trying to like get into it right now. It's like, okay, oh, so yeah. I need to go back. I need to watch all 11,000 episodes. That's a lot of binge-watching on Netflix. That's to... some binge-watching right there. Let's see how many. It's a 242,000 minutes. That's about, if you watched it nonstop, it would take about six months oh. to watch all of it. Six months nonstop. Because there's, there's 525,000 minutes in a year, and that's 242,000. So, yeah, maybe seven months even. Seven straight months of The Young and the Restless. A lot of caffeine, man. <laughs> yeah. How about um, Days of Our Lives? Days of Our Lives. Duel, as it's called. <laughs> oh, yeah. Duel? <laughs> 1965, so 13,000 episodes. It's, it's really called Duel? Well, it's kind of as a joke. Yeah. Well, that was also Joey from Friends. Yep. Was on He was Days on of Days lives. of Our Lives, which he called Duel. Duel. Days of Our Lives. I'm on Duel. It's unbelievable. So, yeah, I guess some soap operas are still around. Yeah, there's one or two. I know there were one or two left, but they used to be on constantly. Well, yeah, it used to be like that was the only thing on TV. But what? now it's like reality TV is the same thing, which is presented in a slightly yeah, different that's way. True. That's true. I mean, what's the difference between keeping up with the Kardashians and Days of Our Lives, except for the fact that the Kardashians has a lot less uh, turnover? And it's really phony. Well, um, what was the one that Jesse Ventura was on just after he was elected governor? I mean, he always wanted to be on this soap opera because he loved the soap opera. So they had him on as a special guest right after he became governor. To catch a predator? No, that's <laughs> not it. He should be on there as one of the predators. Uh, let's see. Here. But I remember he walked out on stage and went, well, look who's here. It's Vincent. And the guy goes, yes, eh. <laughs> when, yes. when was he elected? Um, 98. That was it 98? God, has it been 10, 20 years already? It was a long time. It feels like a long time ago. That was 20 years ago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was oh 98. Oh, my God. Well, it had to be. Yeah, 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 it had to be. Yeah, you're absolutely right. All right, IMDB. Let's go back to 1998, because he's been in a lot of stuff. What are you talking about? Um, I'm a star. Remember, he was, was in that Batman and Robin movie. Was he really? As yeah. a guard. Yep. Right after he was elected, he was in an, a series called Arliss. R A R L I and then two dollar signs. I don't have any idea what, what that is. That, they're stuck on you. I'm not seeing. I'm on stick black glue stick stick because. Yes. <laughs> I'm not seeing any soap opera. Well, he was on a soap opera, I know, because the, the guy and you, well, you guys might not know, but he was a very famous soap opera star, and he goes, "Yes, eh." What, what do you get, "Yesy"? I mean, whoever heard of that? Jay, yeah. I mean, it's a Swedish thing. Oh, it's a Swedish thing? Yes. Yes, eh? Well, they they pronounce J's as Y's. 
So he would be Jesse Ventura. (laughs) Okay. So it'd be, would he be Hesse in Mexico? Spanish, yeah. Hesse would be him in Spanish. Hesse. Oh, how you doing, Hesse? Ooh, I threw a little accent in there. Did you hear that? Yeah, talent. What do you think of that little uh, accent going on in a whole shooting match? He was in Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe. What? Whatever the hell that is. He was in a lot of movies that I've never heard of. I do know that. I don't understand why that is, but yes, he was in a lot of movies I've never heard of. Nor will I ever hear of them again. But is he living? Is he still living off the grid down in Mexico? I believe so. Remember that he said he moved to Mexico because he wanted to live off the grid. Yeah, that's real off the grid. Like if, if, if I'm going to live off the grid, I don't think Mexico is number one on my spots of uh, places to go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Cabo San Lucas is not that <laughs> yeah. far off the grid anyway. He's at his resort. Since everybody <clears throat> down there is from either Canada or the United States. So, But other than that, other than that one little uh, element of it, uh, Jesse is one of the odd, most odd human beings I've ever met in my entire life. He's just, a, he's just an odd human. He's very impressed with himself, I will tell you that. He, Jesse does like himself quite a bit, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, you can just tell. So wait a minute. He was elected governor when you were like eight? Yeah. Man, that sounds about right. And you, how old were you? I'd have been six years old. You'd have been six. Yep. So you don't even remember him no. as governor. I remember, there was, uh, I remember driving past his mansion that he lived in when he was here as a little kid and somebody pointed out like oh that's where he lives but other than that he had a mansion right wasn't there like the governor's oh the governor's yeah yeah yeah. okay that's where the governor I just remember his inauguration ball or whatever he had Warren Zevon there remember he had the boa I was drinking a peanut calama remember that when he tried to sing along with Warren Zevon and he kicked the words he couldn't he forgot how the words were I was drinking a Kalina Kalama at Crater Vicks. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, actually, he wanted me to host that event, and the uh, company, ABC Cap City, said, absolutely not. There's no way you're hosting that event. Not happening, Pally. So I don't know. He, then he thought that, I, well, you're just jealous. That's why you would. I'm like, I didn't, wasn't the one who said I wouldn't host it. They, didn't, they said no. So I don't know what to tell you. It's just... You know what amazes me right now is that all these people in the state of Minnesota get so angry with, you know, public figures and especially public figures that make a lot of money. But it's okay for the governor to keep all his money in South Dakota and not pay any taxes on it. That's a, and he sold his house and moved into the governor's residence so he could live off the tit for eight <laughs> years. I mean, the guy's worth $200 million. <laughs> Why is that okay with all these people? Explain it. He's a celebrity. But, yeah, I'll say it's, and it's got to be because they look at public figures, and same with like athletes. Whenever there's a scandal, it's like, yeah, we want them to lose their job because they we feel that it's not really work. They're just having fun. Whereas if right. it's anybody else, they're like, no, well, they actually have a job. Like the governor, he's doing something for us, mm-hmm. so we want to make sure he can keep doing what he's doing. So why does he skate on the whole deal? That's not fair. No, it's, well, it's amazing though because remember what was it? 2006, he was our senator. Had that breakdown oh, that's right. in his D.C. office. And then four years later, we elect him governor. And he got two terms. After 9-11, he hid yeah. under his desk. <sighs> yeah, you're, a wooden desk will save you. No problem. <laughs> if they burn the building to the ground, that, that wooden desk is really going to work out nicely for you. Yeah, he is He's nuts. I mean, there's no question about that. But somebody, I met a woman at uh, we were at the Ordway to see Paint Your Wagon or some damn thing. 
and the woman behind me, I would just like you to know that I think he's the best governor we've ever had. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you? Why are you talking uh, to me? What? Why do you have to give me your opinion on the, on Governor Dayton? It's you know, there's a radio show I do, and then I have this part. It's called My Life. <laughs> you know, when I'm at the Ordway, I don't really give a rat's ass who the governor is. You know, I, it just doesn't. But people love to tell me that. They love to tell me their political views when I'm out in public saying, I don't care. You, people don't understand this is a show. Right. And the morning show is a show. So even though it's not phony, it's a much bigger version of life. You know, like I don't really, when I say, God, if I ever see him, I'll kill him. No, I'm not really going to kill anybody. It's a show. You know, relax. Calm down. That makes sense, doesn't it? No, it makes yeah. perfect sense. That's uh, that's almost anything nowadays, especially. It's just like life is too short. What are you doing? Yeah. Why are you getting so worked up yeah. about this? It's just, why are you so annoyed about, uh, annoyed with life? Just calm down, you pill. And we were talking about it too. A, a mutual friend of the show and uh, somebody was planning something against him. Thankfully, it was averted. And it's just like the, the lengths and time that people dedicate to ruining other people's lives or, you know, being... I don't know. You remember this glitter bomb situation where it's yes. like, come yes. on. Really? Yeah. You have that much time on your hands. Right. Yeah. It's like there's not enough time in the day already. <laughs> yeah. You're going to waste the few yeah. minutes you have trying to bring uh, somebody else down. Exactly. And why? Well, well this person today, because I said the word nagger in front of you, they got upset. Yeah. Then it's probably some white person. Oh, it's like, definitely a white person. We have definitely telling black people that they should be offended by certain things. And it's like. Oh, Are you kidding me? A person who nags is called a nagger. I'm sorry, but that's their that's what they call them. I've known Tevin. How many years I've known you now? Uh, like probably what five years now? Yeah, five years. And I only I would only call him that behind his back. I would right. never say it <laughs> when the mics, yeah, right. When the mics <laughs> yeah. aren't on, then we let it fly. That's <laughs> a whole different deal, man. But you know. So now somebody will complain about that too, yeah, by right. the way. Well, joking around about that's not very funny and I don't know. I, it just all of these things that I see come across my desk when I'm on on the morning show, like today with the rewriting of the of the nursery or not, they're not nursery rhymes, they're children's tales or whatever Hansel and Gretel. And as I pointed out this morning, there are too many Germans in that anyway. But anyway, uh, to change that, Hansel and Gretel don't get eaten eaten by the witch, and they don't kill the witch; they become friends. Right, and and that's like what? the the Christmas song, the baby it's cold outside. When they did the politically correct oh, remix, it's you the same can go thing. home if you want me to release you. Like, yeah. What? I love the fact that you told him about that, and it turns out the guy you were having that conversation with—that's his daughter. It was his daughter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that wrote that song. No, or, she, oh, they she did was the, the one that was uh, in the song. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest thing about that was he kind of went. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping she's not hanging around. <laughs> it was pretty great. He's like, well, yeah, why don't we see how things work out? I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, he's okay, I guess. But I suppose my father-in-law would say the same thing, so what's the difference? It all works out. God, your mother was so crabby last night. It was unbelievable. Why? Here's another thing you did wrong. I was going to say, what'd you do? No, well, it's she Mother's Day. I guess. It was Mother's Day, and she apparently she had a migraine. But oh. people have been messing with her. She's had to deal with, you know, with redoing some stuff up at the farm and the barn and all that stuff. And once people 
go to work for you. Not everybody. Some people just work, work, and they you pay them, and everything's good. But there's always a couple of people who just try to work the system. They don't show up, or mm-hmm. they, you know, it's what are you doing? So she had a migraine from that, and so it was like. Here's another thing you did wrong. And then remember this, you did that all wrong too. And then if, that's like, honey, it's not my fault, okay? I, I'm, I'm, you're going to have to deal with these people yourself. I already work 12, 14 hours a day. I got it covered, okay? I got three jobs. Actually, I got four jobs. So, you know. But, Catherine, your mother, Andy. Mm-hmm. And he won't even make eye contact with us. He's trying not to get dragged into this one. Is that the plan? He says, I know she's listening right now. I'm not going to get into this. <laughs> she's in her car listening. Oh, He's son smart. of a bitch. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it'll all work out in the end. But I don't know. I, okay, you guys are the right age. Andy, you're 31. And Tevin, you're 26? Yep. Okay, so 26, 28, and 31. Where and you've always said you think the next generation after you guys is going to be very conservative. Generation Z. Generation Z, you think is going to be very conservative because then they will turn on your generation and not want to be anything like you. Mm-hmm. Is that happen to every generation? Seems to, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. I don't know if I have the time. The years left to wait. That's all I know. <laughs> I'll be Margot Kidder and Croak at sixty nine. <laughs> We'll be right back. Part two coming up in hour three. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. So now you're going to tell me how many years it's been since B.B. King died. Yeah, it's been three years today. Three years today, B.B. King died. The Thrill is Gone. What a great song. It's only been three years. What was his guitar's name? Oh. Come on, Tevin. (laughs) Couldn't tell you. Andy? No. I don't think I could pick B.B. King out of a two-man lineup with Oprah Winfrey. (laughs) 
that's really kind of negative. I've never really <laughs> been a blues know, guy. Right. I know who he is, but yeah, couldn't he could walk in right now and no, he couldn't. Well, yeah. He could walk in three years ago. Yeah, today. He could have walked in three years ago today, today. and said, man, I feel like I'm dying. Um, Lucille. His guitar's name was Lucille. That was the whole deal. But I, I loved B.B. King. He did some wonderful stuff. He and, uh, I mean, there were some great, great blues players and blues singers. But John Lee Hooker. John Lee Hooker, yep. John Lee Hooker might have been my favorite of all time, yeah. though, because he would tell stories. And he'd always start his show like, let me tell you a story, <laughs> Mm, about two friend of mine, whom I know. Well, they're your friends. <laughs> yeah, well, what do you mean, whom I know? If they're your friends, you know them, right? Well, that was the, the uh, Chevis talking. That was, and he kept that big old bottle of Chevis sitting right under his chair when he played the guitar. Like when his when he died, his daughter said that he had been poisoned by two people who they named. Who the hook? Uh, John Lee Hooker. Just says two associates. But, but, I mean, the guy was 89 years old and had diabetes and heart disease. Who, John Lee it's Hooker? It's like, is, is it really that big of a surprise that he died? Wh- who are we talking about here? B.B. King. We are, oh, we're talking about B.B. King. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, B.B. Uh, B. Had, had a weight problem. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, it's like he... But is it was it is really that surprising, yeah, that he died... <laughs> An overweight 89 year old guy with diabetes and you know all sorts of problems it's like come on it's a good run 89 of all those problems yeah, yeah yeah it really is let's see i wonder if they said i remember what well andy's looking this up john lee hooker had a song called uh oh uh, god what was the name of it? oh the Jimmy oh, house Hendrix red shit. boogie oh no the house red boogie yeah. he said a friend of mine came to me and said john am I'm outdoors. He goes, what? I'm outdoors. I said, why are you outdoors, man? My wife, man, she's she acting, like, she acting kind of funny. I said, yeah, well, uh, everybody funny. You funny, too. <laughs> <laughs> he was phenomenal with lyrics. They accused was... Laverne, Tony, and Myron Johnson. Laverne, Tony, and Myron Johnson of poisoning B.B. King? Yep. How did they poison him? With uh, lean cuisine? Yeah, I really don't know. <laughs> Hot pockets. Hot pockets. Uh, Foreign substances to induce his premature death. Premature death. He was 89. Yeah, I think 89, that's a mature death. And yeah. plus he weighed about 350. Yeah, he lived as long as he could have possibly lived. That's yeah, uh, I mean, you know, B.B. I there there B. was B. nothing early about that. I'm sorry. I loved B.B. King. <clears throat> When's your next episode of uh, ProCon? Uh, we'll be releasing the last of our sex fest. Oh, the last out, of the sex uh, fest yeah. is still out there. Yep, we we had to film a live. We're doing a live video podcast now. They're putting up on YouTube, really? and so we uh, yeah, the studio we're in now they, it's filled with a bunch of film guys and Channel Six it used to be public access, no, but yeah, yeah there sure. uh, yeah Channel yeah. Six people, so they're filming it now for us, and uh, we brought in a girl that her like kink is like a rape fetish. And that's what she's into. And so we talked about that. How do you set that the, up? She, like her, she had a story about she gave a guy a key to her apartment, and she had told him that she was into this like oh, consensual no. non-consent. And he didn't talk to her for two months, showed up one night, and kidnapped her, like beat her, and took her out what? to the woods. Oh. Yeah, essentially raped her and left she thought she like she was tied up in the woods like how am i gonna get home and then he came back a couple minutes later and was like oh just kidding it's me and then she was like oh this was the best ever and that was oh her oh my god so he actually so beat what's her, her dad's up. name oh wait <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. Some daddy she issues, to say might, the least. Might not know her dad. There's yeah. a lot about. So she let the guy beat her up. Yeah. Well, she like, and he didn't tell her he was going to do this or anything. So it was a legitimate rape up until the point that he said it's me and then she was like then they went home and cuddled and she was like oh thank you like this was the greatest sexual experience she, of my life yeah, if someone's told me to do that i'd say here's your key back <laughs> don't look at my <laughs> car as i drive this not a chance yeah, that's yeah Boy, disturbing you, you should get a doctor on to talk about why someone would be into that yeah and it, she was and from her point of view she was like thought that it was an actual sexual assault like she had like scratched his face and was like fighting God. back fighting for her life and so he was into it too yeah that's i'm like you're just enabling a rapist to come over and attack you and it's like and she we even asked her about how she feels about like all the me too movement and stuff like do you feel fraudulent supporting these girls she's like yeah i feel bad that i'm promoting this culture kind of embracing it but i think that's ian i don't really understand that Weep. I don't understand. So how would he... How do they meet? Is there a special chat line or something? No, I think it was just that they had met organically and she had brought it up and he was down with it. So mm. That's an amazing story. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that, that is truly an amazing story. Is that Dr. Ian Smith? I believe so. Dr. Smith? Yes. How are you? Hey. <laughs> I like hey. I like you guys. Hey, how are you? Hey. You sound like, uh, what was his name again? The Fonz? Yes. <laughs> was it the Fonz? Fonzarelli. It all works out. Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. That's exactly mm, right. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Ian Smith with us, ladies and gentlemen. The Clean 20, former host of the Emmy Award-winning syndicated daytime chalk show, The Doctors. I used to watch that show all the time. I did. I liked that show. Good show. Yeah, it was a good show. Yeah, it was a good show, absolutely. So tell me about what's the Clean 20? What is that? So the Clean 20 is a book about clean eating. Basically, it takes a very somewhat misperceived concept uh, that people think is expensive. They think it's complicated. They think that they only have to eat rabbit food. And I really make it accessible uh, to the everyday person. It's 20 foods for 20 days. And it you know really brings about, for most people, total transformation because... In our Facebook group, which we now are 12,000 strong, taking the challenge, and I encourage people to join us. The Facebook group is called The Clean 20. Uh, the average weight loss in 20 days is 10 pounds, uh, which is a significant number. But beyond the weight loss, I'm excited because people are lowering their blood pressure. They're reporting better sleeping, lowering their blood sugars, their increased energy levels, uh, lower cholesterol levels. So The Clean 20 is basically reducing the amount of processed ingredients that are so laden in all of our foods, things like synthetic chemicals and artificial sweeteners and right. food dyes and colorings and, you know, all these additives and preservatives. And so what I'm really exciting, excited about is that people are seeing results and they're realizing it's so much easier than people think. People think you got to, like, have a lot of money. you got to only buy certain foods. you got to go to, you know, gourmet stores. It's not. Eating clean is not that complicated. So what would you consider to so so you leave out all of the artificial ingredients? I mean to be to to, to eat clean to be clean is just removing all the all the artificial ingredients, uh, just basically moving, removing the things that are that are bad for you anyway. Yeah, it's about overly processing things. So you know all right. these different right. types of sugars and all these different types of additives. And but you look at the clean twenty list on page sixteen. This is regular food. I mean, this is why people say it's tons of food on this. You can have turkey. You can have chicken. You can have seafood. You can have eggs. You can have whole grains. 
You can have a whole wheat or whole grain pasta. You can have 100% whole wheat or whole grain bread. So many programs will let you have pasta or bread, but I say why? A, no, a, whole, a whole grain is extremely healthy and extremely beneficial to most people. Now, if you have an inflammatory response to grain yeah. or you know, yeah. an inflammatory response to dairy, okay, fine. You don't have to have that on your clean, clean list, but the list is extremely customizable to you. Vegans, vegetarians, carnivores, pescatarians, gluten-free diabetics, everyone can do the clean 20 because you can swap in and out what you comprise your list of. Doctor, let me ask you a question about basically because we're in Minnesota and there are a lot of Scandinavians in Minnesota who actually are celiac or they have celiac disease, but there are so many people that are that are gluten free. Is gluten for people who are not celiacs really all that bad for you? Well, in general, most people, you know, this is like so controversial now. Now everyone's saying you right. don't have to have celiac disease to to benefit from being gluten free. So there are some milder cases of celiac disease or pre-celiac disease, if you want to call it that, where some people may have, you know, some type of response to gluten. My personal opinion is that people are kind of, unless you truly are, you know, have a gluten allergy, people are kind of overreacting to gluten. I mean, gluten's been around for a long time. People have been eating it for a long time. Yeah. doing well. Uh, but everyone has to, you know, know your own body. And if you do a trial and error where you reduce gluten, and you find out that some of the symptoms you've been experiencing are improving, then by all means, reduce gluten. But it's not a general mandate for the general public to reduce gluten. It's just not. You know what I find interesting is I, I grew up in a, in a very poor neighborhood uh, many, many years ago, and there, I never heard of anybody being allergic to peanuts or nuts of any kind or you know having i never heard of food allergies did we just not know about them or have we started modifying our food so much that that's what they're actually allergic to the combination of both actually it is okay a lot of cases of allergies were undiagnosed or misdiagnosed because we just simply didn't have knowledge or experience with them but the other side of it uh, is that what we're doing to our food supply um, has really changed the nature of the food and how our bodies react to it, which is why clean eating is so important. Because mm-hmm. when you look at some of these chemicals, and by the way, sometimes you can't even pronounce the names of these chemicals, <laughs> let alone understand what they do. <laughs> yeah, but when true. you look at all these chemicals, these chemicals have reactions inside of the body. A lot of them are hormone disruptors. They disrupt our hormonal system. A lot of them affect our gastrointestinal tract. A lot of them can cause inflammation. So a lot of these different chemicals can be problematic. And so you got the combination of, yeah, we probably underdiagnosed or misdiagnosed it before, but on top of that, now we're changing how, what the food looks like, and that's why I think you're seeing this huge surge over the last 10 to 15 years of all these different types of food allergies. Yeah, that would that does make sense. But I do think the way we, we've modified, you know, maybe genetically modified some of our foods, the way we, well, soy, first of all, is it, a lot of people have a soy allergy, do they not? Because there's just so much soy now out there. I never even heard of soy other than soy sauce when I was a little boy. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, every, You're old school. You're going to old school. Um, I well, am you know, old school. That's true. Is that, yeah, you talk about GMOs and genetic modified. You know, yeah. even foods that aren't GMO foods, people are having problems with even non-GMO foods. And I think, really, it's because of how we're processing these foods and you know, manufacturers process foods with all these chemicals because it's commercially more viable. They can live longer on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, as a society, like certain colors and textures. 
that those colors and textures are artificial. So in order to appeal to what we have liked historically, they have to keep adding stuff in there that you know make it fit what we like. But the truth of the matter is, yeah. they're not happy. And with the Clean 20, all I'm saying is, take 20 days, hit the reset button, and try to eat food in its more natural state. And I got to tell you, after three or four days, when you start eating this way, number one, not only do you stop missing those things that you weren't, you're not eating anymore, but then you go day 10, you try to eat some of that stuff again, and your body rejects it because your body now has been somewhat purified by eating more natural food, more farm to table. You know, it's interesting to me, Dr. Smith. We're talking to Dr. Ian Smith about his book, The Clean 20. What amazes me is back, oh, maybe 20, 25 years ago, all of a sudden everything was fat-free because it about had about five pounds of sugar in it. It was unbelievable. Every, oh, yeah, it's fat-free. It's really good for you yeah. because it's fat-free. Yeah, well, there's about seven billion pounds of sugar in it, so it's actually worse for you than, than having healthy fat in it. Yeah, when fat-free became the big craze, what mm-hmm. manufacturers basically did was they took the fat out and replaced it with sugar. Right. So, yeah, it, had, it was low fat, but the sugar was doubled, sometimes even tripled. And so people really have to be good food detectives. And in the Clean 20, I give you so many names, obviously not a full list because it's almost impossible to fully list yeah. Yeah. But I give you a, full na- a, a very long list of all the different names for sugars. Manufacturers are very tricky. They don't call it just sugar anymore. <laughs> it has all different types of names that represent sugars. And so we just have to be better food detectives and be, and be more considerate. And we have to realize that, unfortunately, a lot of food manufacturers are commercial entities trying to make money. And our health is not always at the forefront of, of what their mission is. And so we have to be smarter consumers. And I hope the Clean 20 is helping people do that, showing you how to shop, showing you what to look for, teaching you how to read a label. This is what it's really all about. Now, Dr. Smith, how much time do you have remaining with us? Because I, I do need to take a very short break, uh, but I just want to make sure I get you out on time. Yeah, I can have some more, some more time. Okay, excellent. Uh, why don't we, uh, in just a couple of seconds, because I want to talk to you about just what you said, the list of how to buy clean, how to cook clean, how to eat clean. We're talking to Dr. Ian Smith about the Clean 20. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes. Tom Bernard Show. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan, and now you can find out how to have success losing weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth, just like me, at their free informational dinner on Monday, May 21st, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Those unwanted pounds will melt away really fast. I lost over 40 pounds at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth after being educated on clean eating, finding out what foods my body prefers, and I now know the foods that are weight gain triggers. As I've said over and over again, the Nutramost weight loss plan is so easy, they guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Call now to register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on May 21st. To register, call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. I remember when my older brother came home from Vietnam and how proud I was to be seen with him in uniform. I'm a huge supporter of our military men and women and always have been. I've also got a soft spot for women and children. Lincoln said in his second inaugural speech that we should take care of the wounded and care for the widows and orphans. That's exactly what the Gold Star Ride Foundation does. This summer, the Gold Star Ride Foundation will travel across the country visiting Gold Star families on an ambitious adventure to help those families and remind them they are not forgotten. 
I made a commitment to help this organization just like Weston Choppers, Northlight Color, and Print Media Minnesota, and you should too. It's pretty easy to do. Just visit www.goldstarride.org and click the donate button. Many of my listeners already have, and that's great, but let's not forget we're all in this together. www.goldstarride.org. Today's a good day to do it. Be proud of our veterans and their families. Make a contribution today. Come on in. The head, Johnny, come on in. <laughs> I love the hook. I can say, I'm outdoors. I'm outdoors. You said what? I say, I'm outdoors. <laughs> I say, yeah. I said, give me a place to stay tonight. What's so great about that <laughs> is. Most people don't don't know what he means when he says I'm outdoors. It means that his wife kicked him out of the house. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Ian Smith, we're just going before in the previous segment before you came on. We were talking about today's three years since BB King died uh, three years ago today, and uh, we were talking about some of the blues greats. And one of my favorites was John Lee Hooker. That guy could play a guitar oh, and tell a story. He was unbelievable. <laughs> But he used to go to his friend's house, Absolutely. I'm outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> I saw B.B. King perform once, and it was an awesome experience, too. Playing Lucille. Playing his guitar, Lucille. Just yep. wonderful. We're talking to Dr. Ian Smith about his book, The Clean Twin. Oh, you in Mexico? You, you, again? You saw him in Mexico outdoors? Is that what you said? No, I was at Dartmouth Medical School. Oh, Dartmouth. Okay. Up in New Hampshire, and he came. I couldn't believe that B.B. King was coming to Dartmouth, by the way. It was amazing. <laughs> and he came to the auditorium, and he played the heck out of that guitar. That was wonderful. I will never forget one time I was watching the NFL today, and they were given the previous day's college football scores, and the woman did say Dartmouth. I, I, was like, I, really, I cannot believe you just said dark mouth, but yeah, that's okay. It happens. <laughs> it does happen, doesn't it, Doctor? We're talking about the Clean 20, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so where do we start? How do we shop clean, first of all, Dr. Smith? Well, first of all, you probably want to spend most of your time on the outside aisle, to be very honest with you, because most of the foods on the outside aisle are more colorful and they are less processed. So that's number one. Mm. Number two, if you're going to go into the interior aisle, then you'll need to. Um, then really you need to look at the back of the label. Anything that has more than five ingredients in it is very unlikely to be considered to be clean. Mm -hmm. And once again, um, you know, it's not that I'm trying to advocate people eat perfectly. It's like this is not a situation where you can only eat rabbit food. But if you look at some of these, these packages, I mean, 15, 20, 30 ingredients, that's unnecessary. And you look at the names of it. You know, 502 butyrhydrate. I mean, it's just stuff that is just absolute filler. And so I think that that is how you start eating clean. You check with your butcher, make sure that, you know, that the meats are antibiotic and hormone-free. You make sure the seafood is wild-caught, if it can be wild-caught, or it's at least responsibly caught. I mean, these are some small things and small tricks inside the book that help you guide you in trying to make smarter purchases. Yeah, that, that does make a lot of sense, actually. So wild caught. Now, when you go, so like, I, let's say I go to Whole Foods. My wife and I two days ago went to Whole Foods, 
and I bought some shrimp at Whole Foods. Can I, can I just assume that that was that was uh, wild caught? Can does Whole Foods only sell? Um, I don't know if it's called a clean fish, or, but but in this they case, sell, they don't yeah. only sell. They they sell farm raised, but they sell responsibly farm raised. Oh, so okay. There are all these different categories. By the way, it gets kind of confusing, which is why in the book. I try to help break down these different labels and what they mean. But um, they sell responsibly farm-raised. And so, you know, you can pretty much um, you can pretty much feel comfortable that what's at Whole Foods is, is by and large going to be on the healthier side. Well, so that's good. So, I mean, um, are there, uh, like, there's Fresh Time, there's Trader Joe's, there's Whole Foods. Do they all try to try to stay as clean as they can now? Yeah, that particular cluster of stores, they really try. They have mm-hmm. they have very, you know, reasonably high standards for vendors for entrance onto their shelves um, versus kind of like a main national chain store. So, but so you can pretty much, you know, if you had to make a bet, you could bet that most of their products and those particular departments are, are very healthy. Now, I don't want to demean, no. you know, those no, no. major supermarket chains because even now, which is the good news, even now a lot of them. Are bring, have organic aisles. Uh, they're bringing in fresher food. So, you know, because and that helps me. The, the competitiveness of the between the stores has made them. When people started going to all these kind of um, gourmet stores to buy these items, finally it was like a kick in the butt for these big uh, chains to say, "Hey, listen, we need to stock some of this stuff because people are coming here for some items but leaving us to go get things from other stores." And so, the good news is that the pressure has made mainstream. Uh, uh, stores also carry a lot of these items. Yeah, I think that's very good. So you said stay at the outside aisles, the, the more colorful, the healthy foods are out there, responsibly raised or responsibly caught uh, fish. Now, how about things like beef and pork? I mean, there you know, again, you know, one of my favorite episodes of, uh, oh, God, what's the name of that? Portlandia was the name of the show. They went into a restaurant in Portlandia, and they wanted to meet the chicken before they ate it. <laughs> <laughs> it was phenomenal. I'd like to meet. And they decided once they met the chicken, they didn't want to kill it and eat it. So they took it. I think they named the, the chicken, what, Roger or something like that? I think so, yeah. I think it was Roger the chicken. <laughs> so they ended up taking the chicken home with oh, them. Oh, man. <laughs> so my, we have, Catherine and I have a daughter named Alex, and she is huge into eating clean and, uh, She's pescatarian, so she fits right in with eating clean, by the way, because so, she will eat fish. She's not mm-hmm. vegan or, or uh, vegetarian. I, and I, am I wrong, doc, Dr. Smith, that see, vegan, I don't think that's a very healthy diet for, for a human being. I, you know, I know that people are vegan and they stick to it. And all, I just don't see how that can possibly be good for you. Yeah, well, you know, you, there's, there's lots of pluses and minuses of veganism and uh you know, uh, you know, you can make arguments on both sides. I think that the one thing that um, vegans have to be careful of, of course, is making sure they get B12, vitamin B12, right. making sure they're eating enough iron. Um, and so these are things that people um, have, to, um, have to be careful of. Um, however, you know, that being said, I think that, you know, it's a matter of preference, right? I mean, I'm not a vegan. Um, I actually eat meat. I eat red meat. Um, I eat chicken. I eat mm-hmm. fish. So to me, personally, excluding those major food groups, 
to me, first of all, take the fun out of life because it's just, it's, I like to eat good food. So they're eliminating good food just from a, you know, just from a, a social standpoint. But the yeah. other part of it is I think that these other foods have tons of very important nutrients. And if you can get good quality uh, foods of these, these particular uh, food categories, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that 100%. And I just... Look, I mean, I grew up, as I said, a very poor kid, so the food that we ate was not the healthiest food. It was the cheapest food that was available. And, I mean, yeah, I don't know if anybody's ever written a book about that, about going to the supermarket in, in the in the low-income neighborhoods, and the quality of the food you get at those supermarkets was maybe not always the best. And then, of course, the parts of the pig or the cow or whatever – that you would end up buying because they were the cheapest because no one else would eat them. <laughs> I mean, that's how much my life yeah. has changed over the years. It went, you know, going from, from eating this food that was just, oh, my God. But I, I, I never ate pig ears, man. I never no. did it. Never ate it. No, me either. No. Me either. No. Uh, pig feet either. <laughs> no <laughs> pig's feet. No chitlins. A recent study has shown, a recent study has shown that even if you take people who are of the social, lower socioeconomic stratum, mm-hmm. and you give them access to better foods and give them access to the least healthy foods, they're still going to pick the, the least healthy foods. Yep. And the reason why they're going to do that is because of habit. We're yep. creatures of habit, so it's habitual. So the answer, the, the full answer is not just giving them greater access. Mm-hmm. The, the, that's part of the answer. The other part of the answer is also showing, demonstrating, engaging so they understand and they try and attempt and realize that not only do these foods, uh, not only are they healthy, but they also they taste great, too. Yeah, I mean, I, look, you're going to get, in general, you're going to probably go with, uh, at least back back in the day, you would go with what you're familiar with. Hey, this is what my mother served us, and it, it, it was good enough for her, so it's good enough for me. I think that's kind of the way people feel. Exactly, exactly. And What's interesting is you look transgenerationally. I mean, you know, I didn't eat the best foods growing up either. I didn't have access to the best foods. But, you know, we were also more active, you know, as, as yeah. a society back then. Uh, and we didn't have all these conveniences where, geez, everything from groceries to your dry cleaning can be delivered in certain areas. Uh, you know, you have the Amazons of the world. Yep. I mean, so much now is so much. There's so many things technologically that unfortunately discourage us from being active that you have a combination of increased portion sizes. And by the way, in the book, you don't have to count calories at all. Mm-hmm. I do all that for you. But you have increased portion sizes, decreased activity, and you find yourself in a situation where, you know, obesity is skyrocketing. Oh, it is. It's a, it's, what, what is the rate now? Because last I heard, it was well over 50% of people in America are obese. Oh, 70, 70, 70% of Americans are either overweight or obese. 70%. And, that, and that number is probably an underestimation. You're probably right about that because you, you can find some uh, some interesting people out there. I guess Europe that's is catching way. up too. And Europe is catching up to us. Oh yeah, and we're we're not even the cl- close to number one. Who's people number think one? we are, but there's a lot of countries out there that are. A lot of like island nations. Have, really? They're like almost all obese. Yeah, like Tuvalu, Tonga, that kind of thing. Um, Mexico, I think, is above us now. Oh, they are. Yeah, there's a well, a bunch of like like the hot climate. Like if it's next to an ocean and it's really hot, odds are that the people there are going to be overweight for really? some reason. Yeah, really. I would think it would be the other way around. You Cold think, climates. Yeah. How they prepare their food, right? I mean, yeah. certain cultures have yep. 
a very high frequency of uh, and volume of fried foods. Uh, so that becomes a problem. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's you know, it, it's also cultural. It's not just about access to right. food. Right. It's also how people culturally, you know, prepare and cook their foods, too. Well, yeah, right. in Hawaii, I mean, Spam is like one of the cultural foods oh, of that state. Oh, they love Spam, yeah. And, you know, it's a, there's a few calories in that. <laughs> well, you know, Dr. Smith, you ought to see this. Exactly. I'm looking to my left over here, a black man from Wisconsin shaking his head. I'm not eating Spam. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's not from Minnesota. <laughs> Spam's good. You just have to have it, you know, once every couple months. Not every day. No, yeah, you don't want spam every day. So I'm going to go buy the book, The Clean 20, Dr. Ian Smith. Like you said, you've already counted the calories for everybody. So they just, they buy the book. Uh, There are shopping lists. There are calorie, like you said, you already counted the calories. So it's very simple. Just follow uh, the diet. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you have, do you, do you have, I don't know, I want to call them cheat days, but you have days when, let's say, you know, culturally I grew up going to the barbecue and having some ribs once in a while. Is that is, is that possible? Well, yeah, I mean, listen, the Clean 20 is not a punitive program like other programs. So it's Excellent. not one of those programs Excellent. where you mess up one day or mess up on a meal and you got to start all over again. Yeah. Um, I eat everything almost, and... Um, you know, so I don't. I never ask you to eat perfectly on the Clean 20. It doesn't expect you to eat perfectly. It just asks you to eat better as a whole. And we have plenty of people in our Facebook group who say, "Listen, had a bad day yesterday, but the next day they get back on. They fell off the bike. They get back on Excellent. the bike and pedal, and they they're going great down the road." So it really is about doing things in moderation, not stressing. I, I emphasize that in the book. Mm-hmm. Don't overstress about you know messing up. People are so kind of literal about following rules, which can be good but also bad. Um, and have fun. At the end of the day, you know, life is short, and, you know, we're trying to have fun with this, so we don't want to, you know, overly concern ourselves about, you know, always, you know, staying within the lines. I love it. Dr. Ian Smith, the book is called The Clean 20. It sounds like the thing to do. It's a great, great idea. And, uh, yeah, the one thing you don't want to do is shame people, and you don't, you don't do that. So, I, hey, how could, it, how, how could it go bad? How could it go wrong? It's wonderful. Yeah, and I encourage people to uh, to join our Facebook group once again, The Clean 20, the numeral is 2-0. And also uh, 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 follow me on Instagram, at Dr. Ian Smith, and I give all kinds of tips and exercise stuff. And, you know, I, I'm very interactive and very engaged. Wonderful. I'd love to have you on again, Dr. Smith. You've been a great guest. Thank you. I, in the fall, I have a mystery coming out, a novel in the Ooh. fall. Maybe we'll reconnect. I'd love, to, I'd love to have you on this fall. That sounds wonderful. Thank you, sir. Thanks, guys. Dr. Ian Smith, The Clean 20, ladies and gentlemen. So what do you think? I, I, I Look, I mean, if you can buy a book, it gives you a shopping list, where to shop, what to look for, how to cook it, gives you the calorie counts and everything. How tough can it be? Right? Yeah. You just follow it, you're good to go. Ooh, somebody just slid into second base. What was that all about? Yeah, Skype likes making DMs. noises. <laughs> yeah, Skype, Skype does like making noises. Well, it wasn't one of the twins, that's for sure. Uh-oh, they're getting it. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, hey, they had a pretty good road trip. They did. Oh, they had a really good road no. trip, as a matter of fact. Uh, I think the studio sounds good, Andy. What do you think? Yep. I mean, sound paneling might not be the worst idea, but it's not a high priority right now. Yeah, cooling the place off is a high priority yeah, right now. Yeah, it really is. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tom Bernard Show.